But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. <laughs> we go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. <laughs> this woman helped me get an awful lot done. Anyway. So the government admits informants at J6. We have human fertilizer coming soon, even organic labeled. We have gas plants exploding mysteriously in the middle of the night, kind of like the food supply in the food distribution centers. We have economic breakdown. We have them admitting foreknowledge, uh, the governments and the big pharma companies, of the so-called pandemic, the plandemic, really. And they had the vaccine and all of this ready to go before anyone else even supposedly knew about this uh, so-called pandemic. And we have food shortages in the EU already happening. So all of this and much more coming up. Welcome back, my friend, to The Silent War with your host, Dustin Nemos of NemosNewsNetwork.com, where we continue with your help to break the cycle of fake news. Let's dive in. Do you love the aroma of a cup of delicious hot coffee to start your day? Mmm, nothing beats it. And with the Great Awakening Coffee, you'll be ready to meet your day with passion. Our specialty is waking people up. And as soon as you taste our coffee, you'll know why. Wake up feeling charged like George Washington with our smooth breakfast blend. Or maybe you're more of a Roosevelt and prefer our cowboy blend. Our set it and forget it program is a hassle-free coffee buying experience backed by our Patriot promise. Meet your day with passion. TheGreatAwakeningCoffee.com. Link in description. NemosNewsNetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. So in the days leading up to trial the federal government has admitted that they did indeed have informants inside of the Oath Keepers on January the 6th, something we've known all along with the unindicted co-conspirators like Ray Epps. Republican Representative James Comer recently brought out documents that show Hunter and Joe were actually working to sell America's natural gas and drilling assets to their communist Chinese friends. What is that if not treason? What is that if not selling strategic and key assets to an enemy or potential enemy, at least an economic enemy, and leaving America crippled? One January 6th defendant, Timothy Hale Cusinelli, and I'm hoping I'm saying that name right, has been sentenced to four years in prison for attending a rally at the U.S. Capitol and for screaming at a cop, which he was probably very much righteously doing because the cops were beating innocent women to death in front of everyone, while blatantly ignoring Antifa agent provocateurs smashing windows with crowbars that they received from within side of the building through a window. All of this is on camera with probably over 70 agent provocateur, I mean federal informants, in the mix like Ray Epps encouraging people to go and storm the Capitol that is also treason, by the way, what the FBI has done, was a coup. That is treason, and Trump let them do it. He handed our nation over to this coup. Meanwhile, in California, where you can legally give someone AIDS and it's not even a felony crime, 
intentionally nonetheless. Democrat, governor from hell, Gavin Newsom, probably a pedophile. We've seen the symbols in his Twitter account, which he switched out when I caught him, if you remember, also has now signed a bill legalizing human compost, all them vaccinated dead people, dropping dead left and right, being used in California on crops, and even being sold as organic fertilizer. What do you guys think? Is California like capital of Babylon these days? Or is it just me? If you've watched my show for any length of time, you've probably heard me say there are no good FBI agents. And if there were, they would be fired and persecuted. And one whistleblower has stepped forward after the persecution of January 6 defendants, specifically the sort of dragnet, catch-all um, tricks that they're using where hundreds, even thousands of people who were outside of the Capitol in their imaginary lines, which no one saw because their agent provocateurs moved the little flimsy um, uh, you know, off-limits barrier signs before everyone got there. Uh, so basically everyone was guilty of trespassing, not a big deal, except that there was an official uh, proceeding happening. So they, they've tricked everyone by putting the barriers way out there uh, on the grass where no one's at, far from the building, um, and then everyone who even walked within that invisible line on that day is going to be guilty of trespassing. And now all of them can be persecuted and arrested on this flimsy charge and then held forever uh, as a J6 terrorist, basically. And that's what they are doing. And then, worse than that, as she explains it, they pimp out the cases to their field offices so that the field offices' statistics show a bunch of white national supremacy terrorists all over the country even though all of the work and all of the cases and the caseload are being driven from D.C. So if you catch 10,000 patriots for trespassing and you call them terrorists in your invisible D.C. trap, and then you spread those 10,000 white nationalist terrorists all over the country through FBI field office statistics, you have a fake epidemic, just like the pandemic uh, or case-demic, that we saw with the plandemic, um, now we have a false epidemic of white national supremacist terrorism all over the country, just everywhere. Can't stop it, huh? And that's what is happening right now. Our government is plotting to persecute and entrap thousands of us as so-called terrorists for being politically active. Here's a hint. It's a lot harder to do that when there's 50 of you together. It's not the first time governments have started to round up political dissidents under some flimsy pretense. Check out this video from Steve Bannon's War Room show. Nothing about these cases. And um, he's alleging that this case management system is being, um, basically the books are being cooked in Washington, in the Washington field office, to uh, spread out, farm out these cases to field offices across the country even though the Washington field office is doing most of the work. And the reason they're doing that, uh, he says, is because they're trying to give the appearance that this, uh, this sort of issue of domestic terrorism, uh, basically from Trump supporters, is a national widespread spiking uh, existential crisis. And that accords with uh, the rhetoric that we're seeing coming out of the White House. And, and also from Christopher Ray's office, the FBI director. Um, and he also uh, alleges that 
um, you know, some of these cases uh, that he had knowledge of were completely frivolous. Uh, people who had not even been to Washington, D.C. on January 6th. In one case, you know, a man gets a knock on the door from the FBI, which is frightening enough in itself. Um, he had been burying his son. He was at his son's funeral on January 6th, never went near the Capitol. Um, other people who went to the Capitol, never went inside, still getting caught up in this. Uh, it seems um, that the FBI is trying to redesignate grass areas outside the Capitol, uh, which were not um, restricted areas on January 6th, but they're trying to redesignate them post facto as restricted areas so people can be charged for having been there. Um, you know, I mean, the people we know who, who were there on January 6th said there were no barricades on that grass area. So um, that's just immoral, if, if not illegal. Um, and there were a, a lot of issues where he, uh, Steve Friend, had a conscientious objection. He felt that these um, things that he was being asked to do were morally wrong. He didn't think that a SWAT team should be used to raid a person who was only being looked into for misdemeanour offences. So he refused to go on one of these raids on August 24. He told his bosses why, um, and they basically told him he needs to do soul searching, uh, does he need counselling. Um, they didn't agree with his statements and concerns that they were violating the, the you know the constitutional rights of, of the, uh, the the subjects the january 6 subjects that were being um you know raided and surveilled and investigated um and it, it sort of escalated he continued to tell his bosses all the, the places where he believed that fbi rules and policies were being violated where constitutional rights were being violated and he was just told we don't care. We don't agree with you. Um, then he got into some sort of political tussle with some very higher up agents who said to him, um, you know, does he think that the, the January 6 protesters who killed police officers uh, committed a crime in a sort of sarcastic tone? And he said, well, no police officers were killed on January 6. And, and it didn't seem to, to register with, with these very high up FBI people, which is quite frightening in itself. And then he got to the very top of his bosses in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, and uh, this woman said to him that um, he, he was an outlier, that no one else in the FBI felt like he did, even though he told her that he, that there were a lot of people that he knew that felt exactly the same way he did among the field agents. And uh, she told him that was wrong. Um, she told him uh, he was basically destroying his career. And then she told him this emotional story about how on January 6, 2021, she was sitting on the seventh floor of FBI headquarters, Jade Hoover building in Washington, D.C., you know, a full mile away from the Capitol, but how she feared for her life uh, because um, these protesters um, seized the Capitol and, and threatened, you know, to destroy America's democracy or some such overblown rhetoric. So, so this is what you're getting from the hierarchy of the FBI. And... Here you have a, a you know an FBI agent who's 37 years old, um, a, amazing career, very well regarded within the um, the FBI until now, um, very well respected by his peers, uh, has done a lot of good work on behalf of the American people. He's a patriot, has two little kids, uh, a wife who supports him, and he has decided to blow up his career because he knows that what the FBI do is doing 
is wrong. He doesn't want to work for a politicised, weaponised FBI. And the, the thing is, he's not even, he didn't even vote for Donald Trump in 2020. He voted for a Libertarian Party. So this is not political for him. This is just moral. I, I want, Marina, can we hold you for a minute through the break? Because I, I got you're the one person in the world that can tie this together. But uh, I want everybody, this New York Post, her description of it, is as powerful as it was is not as powerful when you read her report particularly when it is jaw-dropping it's jaw-dropping what this guy went through in the response to the uh, for the fbi personnel if you think we got a problem you got to read miranda day uh, miranda devine's um article in the new york post we're putting it up in all the chat rooms you've got to take it step back get a cup of coffee and read this because this gets to the rod, and I know there are other whistleblowers coming forward, but this is absolutely jaw-dropping of what he said, just his common sense. We're going to take a short commercial break. We Lately, we've been discussing the attack on Western and especially U.S. food infrastructure, the supply chain, everything, really, but especially the over 100 food distribution centers that have mysteriously burnt down in the middle of the night when no one was there, oftentimes with some really extravagant stories about what happened and the mystery is no mystery we are under attack by an enemy that seeks to starve us to death that is in league with our own government be ready for that or you will go hungry and your family will starve or die in some sort of riot or upheaval and social cataclysm that they are planning for us they're not going to use their forces against us if they can help it they're going to try to turn us against each other and starve us out because they know we're armed right so why fight us when they can starve us that's the strategy here and why fight us if all, if they can poison us with vaccines that's also the strategy here so you know if you're aware of these very difficult truths and you you know what's going on um, what comes next will not shock you at all and it won't surprise you that we have the same sort of attacks and mysterious explosions destroying key infrastructure happening in other industries. It's not just food. It's also oil, for example. We have had multiple plants, gas plants, explode since June. Another far-left radical homicidal maniac murderer kills an 18-year-old Republican named Kaylor Ellingson just for his political views and the fake news is completely silent because we are at war and they don't care if they kill us so if the shoe were on the other foot I would probably do the same thing I don't particularly care if Democrats die right now if they're killing each other in the streets or if conservatives are fighting back and they get shot either way I don't care they're out to kill us we're at war why should I sympathize with the enemy? And that's exactly what the fake news is thinking. House Democrats have unanimously voted to give foreign citizens the right to vote in our nation. The only way to stop or reverse this, really, is for us to leave the nation and form a new nation with only Republicans, and then enforce our border. It's that simple. We could do it with a few thousand people, Start calling your friends and checking interest, and if you guys want to do it, let's organize it and reach out to the other content creators and media folks and see who's interested. We could probably get millions of people who ultimately would be willing to contribute to 
negotiating with and purchasing from some foreign government, sovereign land, where we could uh, set up shop, grow some food, build some homes, and uh, have a border, have morals. It's better than waiting for them to come for us. And some will say, yeah, but then they'll just blow you up with missiles. And my response to that is, yeah, but it's more expensive than what they're doing right now, which is to just poison us, starve us to death, and send the FBI agent, far-left BLM, and Antifa radicals to arrest us as terrorists for trespassing when there weren't even any trespassing signs. I mean, that's pennies on the dollar for them. Missiles are expensive. The economy is in dire trouble. The Biden regime is also tanking it as well. They're destroying everything on purpose, and that means they're doing a lot of damage very fast. They threw the wrench directly into the gears, and the monkey works are falling apart, folks. What you're looking at right now is the markets crashing. Your retirement accounts crashing. It's not too late to act. There is one final move that, in my opinion, not financial advice, could put you ahead of everyone else as a financial guru when things finally turn around. And that's not far. And that is to move your wealth to gold and silver. Somewhere they can't just take it away from you by inflating the currency. Somewhere they can't take it away from you by playing games with your retirement fund or your hedge fund or the bond market or the stock market or the interest rates somewhere they can't play inflation boom and bust cycles to steal from you in stealth taxes there's nowhere better to be and we have a great gold sponsor if you check out nemosnewsnetwork.com slash gold it'll take you directly to gold co and they have great deals on gold and silver which keeps its value for thousands of years, can be easily hidden, is very negotiable and easily barterable, fungible, and where paper is the money of slave debtors of the government, gold and silver is God's money, even mentioned in the Bible. Just get out of their system while you still can, or you're going to lose everything. If you want to get gold and silver, go anywhere. But if you want to support us, our sponsor is at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash gold. And that will take you to Gold Co. Go down the pathway of providing dollars to people and they don't have to exchange labor, which is the way our economy functions, for money to pay for their goods and services. Do you think that leads to a labor shortage? Yes or no? Like I said, I believe we're, we're experiencing a shortage of good jobs, not a shortage of labor. And I think it's really critical not to blame working people. For I'm not blaming prices. working people. What I would say is I'm blaming government policy. Because if you're given money without having to exchange it with labor, having to take your talents and abilities and you're getting money as a result, it depends on the, in the industriousness of the individual at that point. I'm not blaming anybody. If you're giving out free money, shoot, okay, cool. Most people are just going to go ahead and take it. We know this, but if you have a legitimate economic choice to make at your kitchen table, I can go work 40 hours or I can go work 20 hours and our living does not change, people have an, their own decision to make about what they're going to do. The point I'm making is, that labor shortage, which was created by the quote-unquote American Rescue Plan, led to a labor shortage. And that labor shortage has led to price increases because you had people who had the revenue and the disposable cash flow to buy goods, but not enough goods in circulation 
to purchase. Mr. Goodspeed, is that an accurate assessment of what's happened in America since Joe Biden became president of the United States? Yes, I think that's a fair description. So, let's establish a couple things. Are prices up? Yes, they are. Electricity prices are up. Good prices are up. The only reason why fuel uh, gasoline prices are down is because the president's been basically buying down the price with releases from the Strategic Petroleum Preserve, which, by the way, that's coming to an end as well. We are in a recession. I think we've covered a lot here. Look, I understand the majority party's desire to try to put this on corporate America for raising prices. But if you do not have enough workers working, there's not enough goods produced. If there's not enough goods produced, but everybody still has money to go buy goods, the price of each unit actually goes up. That's how inflation is always created. More policies of the same is only going to lead us further down the road to perdition, which we are already on. With that, I yield back. Thank you, Mr. Donalds. Um, Every time they have tried to contract uh, the currency supply, raise interest rates, uh, you know, do quantitative tightening, the markets have thrown some sort of fit, whether it's the bond market, bank liquidity drying up. I mean, you remember the repo crisis in yep. uh, 2019. 2019 at the uh, end. There, yeah. there, there was the taper tantrum before that. Every time they try uh, weaning the, the markets off of uh, this artificial life support, there's some sort of tantrum that happens. The next one is going to be the uh, some sort of big crash. And that is finally when the Fed will pivot. They aren't anticipatory. They are reactionary. They're going to pivot and they will start uh, increasing the currency supply and lowering interest rates once they have caused the economy to break. Once there is a big crash in both real estate stocks and bonds, you know, the crisis of uh, in, in, in 2000, we had the, the crash of all the tech sector and dot-coms. Doc, and the uh, NASDAQ went down by, I can't remember what it was, but it was a huge amount, 80-something percent. 80-something percent, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, in 2007, it was the stock market and real estate. Well, this time it's stocks, real estate, and bonds that are all in crisis. It's the almost everything bubble. And the reason it's the almost everything bubble is because, because gold and silver aren't in bubbles yet. After a federal judge has lifted the injunction, abortion is again illegal in Arizona. EU farmers are warning of food shortages, just like our own farmers here in America and experts abroad, the UN, uh, the EU. I mean, pretty much everyone is now warning of a famine. Are you ready? I don't feel ready. Turns out that even the mainstream are starting to learn that the government and the big pharma companies knew about COVID and had the vaccine ready to go as far back as 2015, way before the pandemic, so-called, even started. They were ready to roll out their poisonous cure. This is 153 pages of the confidential agreement between Moderna and the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to 2015. What? Jason, what was happening in 2015? Uh, Frankenstein coronavirus. That's right. The same time Dr. Barrick and Dr. Xi published their paper on the new Frankenstein coronavirus. In fact, let's skip down to page 104. 
It shows that the NIH and Moderna were collaborating with Dr. Barrick. Wow. His signature is on page 106 of the Material Transfer Agreement. But let's get back up to the top of this specific agreement. The NIH appears to be transferring the mRNA tech to Dr. Barrick. But look what they want to make clear. Quote, mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by the NIAID and Moderna. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm. I mean, I've seen ulterior motives before, but usually you see them coming. Did you know that the government co-owns the vaccine? Oh, by the way, this is not part of the Trump's thing. This is, this is not part of that. This is 2015. Mm. The same government that is now mandating its use owns the vaccine. Mm. Ursula von der Leyen, the EU chief, has almost openly, I mean pretty blatantly, threatened repercussions to Italy if they vote for their populist candidate, Giorgia Maloney, a right-wing candidate that stands up for the people rather than the politicians and the political class and the EU interests. At least, that's what she's running on. We know how that usually goes. If you haven't yet joined us on our Telegram chat rooms, you can do so by going to nemosnewsnetwork.com chat or theserapium.com chat. I hope you found this video to be of value. If you did, please consider liking, sharing, and perhaps even subscribing at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash news. And remember, we are 100% independent media, heavily censored and attacked by fake news for doing that. And we need your support in order to continue. We are 100% listener dependent, which I'm proud of, um, because that means we're 100% independent, like I said. That means no one can tell me what to say. That means I get to tell you the truth, no matter what. And uh, as long as I have access to the internet, I will continue to share the truth with as many people as I can, as best I can. Please take a moment to shop Patriot with our Patriot sponsors and pick up and even stock up on some of your favorites before things really get crazy and everything breaks down. And so stock up on your favorites like Sleepy Joe, the world's top all-natural food-based sleep formula made with God's ingredients rather than big pharma liver toxic ingredients. Even the over-the-counter sleep aids are potentially long-term damaging to your body. Just go look that up. Some of those chemicals are really harmful and they can mess your brain up. But our all-natural Sleepy Joe will give you the best night's sleep of your life and you'll wake up feeling rested and refreshed and ready for a cup of the Great Awakening coffee from thegreatawakeningcoffee.com, which is gourmet organic Patriot Coffee, and ready to watch my new docu-series, which is the most incredible thing on the internet to watch ever. Um, just go check it out. It is incredible, and it will keep you busy for a while. <laughs> it's a long one, um, and you're going to be shocked at just how long it is, but in my defense, and in defense of the whole cumulative truths of history that are shown therein, if you want to know more than everyone else, you've got to work harder at it than everyone else. And I have worked really hard to make this really easy for you and everyone else who wants to watch 
his story, the hidden history of man, myth, and the mystery Babylon religion of the deep state. You can check that out for free at theserapium.com slash his story.